Made Visible helps people with invisible illnesses feel seen and heard. It provides a platform for people who seem fine but aren't to share their experiences. It also helps to create a new awareness of how we can be sensitive and supportive to those with invisible illnesses. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Made Visible. I'm your host, Harper Spiro, and I'm so glad you tuned in today. Today's guest is someone who has what seems to be a rare condition, but as she spoke further about it, it's clear that many people have it but are silently struggling. Alana Safer recently discovered she had multiple chemical sensitivity, or MCS. So welcome, Alana. Hi. So happy to have you here. So tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and what you do. So right now, I'm an actor and educator and singer. I'm currently teaching theater and directing a musical at a middle school on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, where we are right now. I grew up the daughter of a doctor and a nurse, and growing up at the dinner table, I would always hear stories about people who were sick, and I sort of intuitively became very interested in wellness and staying well. And I even remember in high school, we had health class, and I remember the teacher introduced meditation, and it was like this totally crazy out-of-the-box thing. And I was so into it that I she made me a special recording, and I would like listen to it at home. I love that. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh my gosh. And not to go off topic, I wound up working as an actor, but also I was able to keep a really great job in wellness. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm running all over the city. I might be teaching. I might be auditioning. I am taking classes. I can be in 20 different places in one day. And thank goodness for the subway because it allows (laughs) me to go all over the place. And you like doing a lot of different things? I do. I do like being busy and I like being active. I don't like to be sedentary, so I like moving around. But so what happens when you move around is you don't have a lot of control over your space. You are in completely different environments all the time. When I used to work in an office, I had a very controlled environment, and I am now realizing how that can affect you. Absolutely. So you're here today because you have multiple chemical sensitivity, or MCS. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience and how that came to be? For the past couple years, I have become increasingly intolerant of fragrances, synthetic fragrances. So that's usually perfume and cologne. It actually started with my parents. So my parents, around the same time, started asking me to please stop wearing perfume. So I just want to say for the record, I am the biggest skincare product junkie. I love products from skin to hair to face, everything. I've always been interested in it. And I, of course, wore perfume. So my parents asked me, can you stop wearing perfumes? It's making, uh, my father would get like rosacea on his face and break out. And my mother felt like she couldn't breathe. And it would happen like I would hear these stories. My mother one day got on the bus and she was with my grandmother. And my mother, all of a sudden, like two minutes into the bus ride, said, please stop the bus. I I have to get off. I I can't breathe. And everybody was like, what is happening? And so the seats had been reupholstered. These were new buses that were debuted and by New Jersey Transit. And (laughs) there was new like vinyl on the seats. And my mother was unable to breathe. She had to get off the bus. They already paid for their tickets, abandoned the trip to the city. And my grandmother, mind you, who's much older than my mother, 
actually, she's not that much older. She's only like 20 years older, but <laughs> she she's very young and hip and cool. But she she was like saying, Shelly, what, what's the matter? Because she didn't smell anything. My mother could not. So these episodes happened. They were kind of isolated, but it started to tell this story of my parents were becoming increasingly sensitive. Now, I will also add that my father is a neurologist. He most frequently treats migraines, and he has a sign hanging in his office, please do not wear perfume or cologne. Strong fragrances are known to trigger migraines. So even if you don't suffer from them, you could be triggering another patient. That is a scripted line that the secretary always says, please do not wear. And people ignore it all the time. Pharmaceutical reps come in. They're reeking of perfume. My father has to tell them to step outside. So it's a problematic thing. So it started with I stopped wearing perfume to respect my parents. My parents live in Livingston, New Jersey, where I grew up, and it's pretty close to New York. We are very close, uh, tight-knit Jewish family. We see each other all the time. So I stopped wearing perfume. The craziest thing happened. I started to notice other people's perfume and cologne very harshly. I think that when you wear perfume or cologne, I really use the terms interchangeably, you don't realize that you actually put on more and more and more because you become immune to it. But other people, it's so strong. And even if it's um, you didn't wear it that day, it could be on your hair, it could be on your clothes. Like I'll walk in the street and there'll be no one there and I'll walk right into a perfume cloud. But years ago, I never noticed this stuff. This just happened to me in the last couple of years. And the funny thing is, I think back to when I worked for the wellness companies, we had everyone come in. We had Marielle Hemingway with her platform on depression and wellness. We even had a monk, <laughs> like literally a monk was at my desk one day in full monk regalia to talk about meditation. And we had a wellness lounge. We had massage therapists come in once a week to give everyone 10 minute massages. It was a nice place to work. <laughs> no one ever talked about what I have learned I suffer from, which is multiple chemical sensitivity, which is MCS, sometimes known as CS, chemical sensitivity. And it is a growing phenomenon in the world. Actually, one in four people report sensitivity to chemicals, but most people are unaware of this. They don't hear this term thrown out there. It's not talked about. It's very anti-capitalist. And we can go deep into this, but essentially it is actually an increasing phenomenon where people are becoming intolerant to chemicals that are present in everyday substances from cleansers to obviously perfume and cologne and any synthetic fragrances. And these products are everywhere. They permeate our world. The number one thing I really notice that affects me all day, every day, perfume and cologne. I'm sitting here going like, what am I wearing that could be affecting her right now? <laughs> Did I put in certain hair product or deodorant that could be bothering you? I hope the answer is no. I'm glad you said hair products and deodorant because I tend to sort of simplify and say fragrances. So scented deodorants absolutely kill me. Um, no worry, you're fine. Um, <laughs> I'm smelling No, you're armpits. fine. Um, you'd be surprised. There's actually some body washes out there that people, you know, they they wash it off them. But the scent is so strong, it remains. And hair products, that's a thing, too, because I love my hair products. I have noticed I've had to discontinue using certain ones. And uh, my symptoms are mild in the sense that, yes, it does affect me. They're not disabling. I just want you to know it is actually disabling to them. And it's definitely an increasing phenomenon. 50 years ago, we never heard about food allergies. Um, my grandmother always says, no one was allergic to peanuts. I never heard of lactose intolerant. 
the term allergic was not something that they used. Think about now, we have peanut-free classrooms. Allergies are very much in the, the zeitgeist of, of everything. But I'm hoping that by speaking about this right now, that I can give voice to people who really suffer from this. And it's hard for people to articulate because if I ask you, oh, do you mind just like not eating peanut butter around me? No big deal. If I ask you not to wear your perfume, which you are going to feel very personal about because it's your scent on your body that you have emotional feelings about because that's how we've been marketed to, you might get a little upset and it's actually caused issues. Interestingly enough, a few years ago, probably 10 or so, I had my mom stop wearing perfume around me. Oh. Anytime she knew <laughs> that I was going to be around, I said, I really can't handle it. It's so intense. Yeah. It was a men's Chanel cologne and it was just so potent. Yeah. And she stopped wearing it entirely because she sees me so often that she never knows if she'll see me that day or not. And it's just become part of her life to not wear cologne. But it used to be a huge part of her life. So that brings us to the Instagram post that led to oh, me contacting my you. So a mutual friend of ours sent me your Instagram post and said, hey, I think this would be a great guest on your show. Check it out. So can you tell me a little bit about that Instagram post yes. and what made you share it and what it was about? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I was actually unable to stay in my own apartment in New York due to a renovation that was happening, which sounds like a privileged problem to have, but it was actually quite the experience. Instead of taking three to four weeks to renovate a bathroom, it, it actually hit seven. <laughs> so it was like the perfect storm of things. So I wound up um, having to commute to the city and stay at my parents' house. So I had to take the bus every morning really early. This was a complete nightmare because, you know, on a train, I usually take the train if I'm going in and out. You can move around. You can go from car to car. On a bus, you're really confined and you there's no fresh air. So I would wait for the bus to come in and every morning someone would be standing there next to me, a different person every day, with ridiculously strong cologne and perfume and they would walk on the bus and it would make me unable to breathe. It interfered with my concentration. It made me dizzy. It made me nauseous. It made me stressed out. It gave me heart palpitations. So I started to like almost anticipate it and close up. And one day a woman came on and I want to say like, it doesn't discriminate. Like it can be men, women. I often find that it's actually men more than women. But this woman came on probably in her 50s and she came on and I couldn't take it anymore. I turned around and I said, you have to move. Your perfume is so strong. It's killing me. And it was like this vanilla scent. And so my Instagram is pretty much dedicated to theater and acting fun things and some Jewish things. I'm, that's very important to me as well. And I couldn't take it. I Instagrammed a picture that said, your perfume, my poison. And I said, I have MCS, multiple chemical sensitivity, and I'm going to stop being quiet about it. Our society lacks awareness about this. And I kind of went on to say that whenever I've produced or worked on a short film or a television show, I always request that the call sheet, which is the sort of the Bible that goes out to everyone with all the information on it that's essential, always says, please do not wear fragrances, perfumes or colognes. And do you know that people come up to me and say, thank you for writing that. I'm always afraid to say that to people. I don't want to lose a client. And I just sort of went on and on. You can read it yourself. We'll be sure <laughs> to link it in the show yeah. notes. 
And all of a sudden, you know, it's funny because I'll post about things and people like it or send me a comment. I got such an overwhelming response to this post. So many people flooded me with affirming comments um, saying, I feel the same way. I'm also sensitive. They have fragrance sticks where I work and I can't take it and I complain. And people tell me that I'm crazy. I'm sensitive. So many people commented, like uh, a friend of mine said, I'm actually in Portugal right now. We're on vacation and the hotel has a scent that they pump in. I don't know what it is, but people here tend to wear more perfume and cologne than, you know, in the States. Um, And men, women, really people of all ages were just saying all these problems and they don't even necessarily suffer from MCS. It's just really unpleasant for them. But I want us to live in a world where we recognize fragrance-free spaces, workplaces. I mean, it affects where I sit in a restaurant. It affects where I book my seat in a theater. I've had to change seats so many times at a Broadway play. I will go up to the house manager and say, I am so sorry. Can you please change my seat? Someone just walked in next to me. I can't breathe. And they like, they know. Right away, they say, oh, yeah, no, we know. We know. So it's interesting because when I was preparing for this conversation and now listening to you, everything you're saying, I completely resonate with. When I think about my own situation, I'm like, okay, a lot of these things you're saying, I feel really sensitive to. And I have a lot of these similar scenarios of needing to move and changing hotel rooms (laughs) I've done many times and Mm -hmm. buying a new mattress and having to return it immediately because it reeked of like newness, but Mm. not good newness. So how do you navigate the day-to-day of living with this? Are you using all fragrance-free products? Are you avoiding certain scenarios? Like, what does that look like for you? So this chronic condition can actually be very isolating because I have to think about every situation I'm in and I have to plan an escape route. (laughs) So... For example, let's say friends of mine were planning a trip and people could all carpool together. I have to think twice, do I want to be in that group car situation? Because someone might come in that car with strong perfume and maybe it's a three hour ride, you know, to the Hamptons or somewhere. And I have no way out because, you know, you risk offending people. You can't always roll down the window. So I might choose to go by myself or I change my seat all the time. And I I mean all day, every day. I move around all the time. If you watched me walk down the street, you would see me like veering right, veering left. It looks like I'm not walking in straight lines because I'm constantly getting out of the perfume cloud of people. What about smoke? Well, smoke bothers me, yes. But I will say like it's definitely a synthetic thing because let's say I smelled a skunk. Okay, that would be unpleasant, but it doesn't keep me from breathing. It would just be unpleasant. So I find that very pure sense. Um, So the scent of a, I don't know, a fruit or something cooking, that doesn't bother me. Perfumes do. So years and years and years ago, perfumes were actually more pure. So people would, you know, be pressing flowers and melting them into essential oils and mixing them with water. Now those are 70, 80%. They're just chemicals, pure chemicals. So to go back to me as an actress, it is very hard because first of all, you're in an industry where You feel there's this mindset of, I'm really lucky to be here. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to complain or be branded, quote, difficult. That is tough because in especially New York, where space is a premium, you're often in very tiny waiting rooms and breath is the source of everything. As a singer, as an actor, breath is it. You start with breathing. 
when someone sits next to you and they have a really strong scent on, you shut down because you can't breathe. It affects my performance. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Cali Flower Foods. Cali Flower Foods was born when Amy Lacey was diagnosed with lupus and she realized she needed to change her eating habits for long-term health. As a mom, she knew she couldn't sacrifice taste when it came to feeding her family. So she spent months in her kitchen perfecting a cauliflower pizza crust. This pizza crust ultimately launched Cauliflower Foods. I've had this crust and it is seriously amazing. And I'm definitely someone who strives to eat healthy, but I also love good food. And this crust checks both boxes. I'm always excited when I remember I have one tucked in my freezer. And to be honest, I like to keep a stockpile of them. They're that good. In addition to crust, Cauliflower Foods also makes flatbreads and frozen pizzas, and their products are low-carb, low-glycemic, gluten-free, and grain-free. To learn more, visit cauliflowerfoods.com and get 10% off your order using the code MADEVISIBLE at checkout. The code can be used one time on any order. That's C-A-L-I-F-L-O-U-R-F-O-O-D-S.com and made visible, one word, at checkout. And now back to the show. Um, so it has happened to me a couple times where I know I didn't perform well, like let's say in an audition, because of that. Now, I will totally admit <laughs> that I have bombed auditions because I bombed them. I'm not excusing like a less than stellar performance, but it's totally happened to me. I can remember specific times where someone's cologne or perfume totally like shut me down and then I had to walk in and I just I didn't have my full capacity. And I will also say that when you have a job that's very secure, your salaried employee or you maybe you're your own boss, you feel a sense of I have rights and I have a voice and there's HR I can complain to. When you're an actor, you, first of all, instead of an eight, nine hour day in an office, although I know you're probably rolling your eyes and saying in New York, everyone's working way more than that. And But on set, you are working 12, 14, 16 hours. You are in very close quarters. It's a completely, you might be filming a scene and it looks like, you know, there's three actors. There's like a hundred people crouched around all over you and there's no personal space. You're really close. There's just a sense of, I don't want to complain because I want to get hired back. By the way, I'm speaking as a performer. That's for crew too. You're only hired for that gig, that show, that play. Then you're looking for a job again. So I think that there's a little bit of fear that, you know, I don't want to complain. And so people don't really say anything. And so they're sort of silently suffering. It's interesting you bring up the not wanting to be difficult and silently suffering situation because it makes me think back to Earlier this summer, I was booking an Airbnb with friends and a friend of mine sent out a house that she thought was great and good location and good price. And I looked at it and it had full carpeting and curtains everywhere and like floral bed sheets. And I immediately went into Mm. my health needs to be a priority. And this just looks like it is covered in dirt and dust and who knows what and maybe disguising stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I was the first person to say after all these people said, it looks great. It looks great. I was the first to go, hey, guys, I'm not really thrilled with this. Like, can I take some time to look into something else and see if I can find a better option? And all of a sudden, I became the difficult person here. Mm. But I found us in a part a house and said, okay, it's about $20 more per person. It's bigger. It's got white bed sheets. There's no carpeting. It looks amazing. 
you know, are you guys open to this? And it became a little bit of a thing like that. I'm difficult. But let me tell you, once everyone got to this house, they were so thrilled and thanking me. And for me, I felt so much better traveling to go to this house for my friend's wedding and knowing that it was going to be a comfortable place. Whereas this other place just felt like grandma's house that hasn't Mm -hmm. been cleaned in years. So I get it from a, I don't want to be difficult, but also I need to speak up. So how do you decide when and if you do speak up about things? I think that I actually move myself around a lot and I don't say anything. This happens to me at the gym a lot. I really, really wish people would stop wearing perfume and cologne to the gym. I would rather you smell bad. Just Yeah, that's really weird. It's Because I do speak up sometimes. I remember telling a man once on a treadmill next to me, I said, your cologne is so strong. It's killing me. I can't breathe. And he kind of looked at me and he just moved. So once in a while, it does come out. and But I mean, that's if someone is so strong that you could smell them from like two miles away. Like that's where there's just, it's an etiquette issue. I will say I try to put it in writing like on the call sheet. I, I say it's not personal. This is not personal. This is something that I suffer from. I was reading something where people with MCS were saying, please choose friendships over fragrances. And that really resonated with me because I have good friends that I do not want to offend, but their perfume is intolerable to me and I can't can't sit next to them. Like, And I think that it's most difficult with good friends because people feel so personal about their perfume. And again, this is because they've been sold to by brands. They're being sold unconsciously. They overly identify with their scent as an extension of their selves. And it reflects their beauty and their sense of self. And that is why it's a tricky thing to navigate. I will also say fresh air is your best friend. So I try to always be in situations where there's fresh air. Difficult on a plane, but most of the time I'm often looking for fresh air. I keep plants in my apartment. Um, Certain plants are known to be natural air purifiers. So a snake plant, you know, the snake plant. Yeah, I just made hand motions. You can't see. (laughs) We're like, guys, you don't know the snake plant from her hand gestures. I like just sculpted it. Uh, So, you know, keeping plants around, always having the windows open. And I would say to people like, if you're about to get on a bus, board a train, get on a flight, go to an interview. I have interviewed for jobs in the real world. I'm not even talking about artistic things where the person I would be working for is wearing strong perfume. And I already know I can never take this job because I can never tell this person, I'm so sorry, your perfume is killing me, which is, I mean, I would love for this again, I would love for this to be introduced into like HR manuals and workplace etiquette. I just think people don't know. So again, it's not that people are trying to harm people. It's that they just don't know. And um, it's not just fragrances. When workplaces put in new carpeting, put in new paint, whatever they do, they should notify employees, hey, we did this. If you are very sensitive, we understand maybe you need an accommodation. A lot of people silently suffer because they're so afraid to speak up. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of things that corporations and people individually can do to make these changes, but there needs to be more education and information about this topic. So- on a personal level, are there certain things that you've done for yourself that make it tolerable when Mm -hmm. you're in a situation that you may not have control? 
I will get up and walk away, even if it looks a little silly. So this happened at a television audition just two weeks ago. Um, I was sitting there. They were running behind. And everyone was sort of sitting on a bench in their little place. <laughs> and a guy came in. And he had really strong cologne. And I kind of just got up and started, like, pacing a little bit, walking around or, or standing up. And so in that case, I had somewhere to go. Like you, I prefer hardwood floors to carpeting. Um, I definitely use unscented products for sure. And like I used to use scented products. Um, so Any I'm, brands that you want to shout out? Sure. And by the way, some scents for some strange reason do not bother me. So the other day I was in anthropology and they had diffusers. And like I said, I just renovated my bathroom. So I was kind of excited to get something really pretty. But I thought, oh my gosh, I can't just have any sort of like air freshener thing because that's going to bother me and or scented candles. Scented candles can be so bad. Even essential oils can be so bad. Everyone thinks they're so organic and holistic and pure. Some of them are like perfume. And so I was at the anthropology store and they had three like autumnal fragrances in essential oil form for the diffuser. Two of them bothered me, but one of them didn't. Why? I don't know. It must be the chemical makeup of that particular one. It was like some blend. And brands that I like, so Kiehl's, their products I'm good with even. So I like serious skincare and I'm a fan. So like certain, I think, products where they really just focus on the active ingredient, like vitamin C is really, do you use vitamin C? Okay. Because you should all be using it. <laughs> um, so a lot of vitamin C serums. So vitamin C actually does not have a pleasant smell, but it's a pure thing. So it's not this synthetic thing that they've sort of made up and put a fragrance in to hide. So vitamin C, even if it doesn't have a good smell, I have no problem. I'll put it all over my face. But yeah, I like the Kiehl's oil-free moisturizer. There isn't really a scent that I can detect. And I also like for drugstore brands, CeraVe, am I saying that right? I can picture it, but I don't know how to pronounce it. They have fantastic, just simple cleansers, simple um, moisturizers. They're very inexpensive. No scent. Now, like I said, don't go running for scented things, scented versions of these things. And deodorant, deodorant's real bad. Um, so I don't want to say the ones not to use because I don't want to get in trouble, but definitely like the unscented, you know, secret. Are you familiar with the brand SW Basics? No. It's an amazing brand. It's actually sold in Target, but you can get it probably online and anywhere. But their concept is that all of their products are five ingredients or less. And the founder okay. used to host workshops to teach you how to make these products so you could basically make oh, them yeah. on your own. And I just thought it was brilliant because it just goes to show from a skincare perspective that you don't need to spend a lot of money or buy fancy things and that most basic ingredients can go into a product and do the job. So I feel like it's a really good brand yes. for people with MCS. So I agree with that to an extent. So for things like cleansers, which you wash off, you're silly to spend a lot of money. You wash it off, guys. It's not it's not <laughs> permeating your skin. But for a serum, I would spend money. Like I'm a fan of SkinCeuticals. But again, I think that's a very sort of, how would you describe? Like they're very like medicinal. So they're not interested in these like fruity, fluffy scents, fragrances. It, that's just not their branding. They're not trying to be like a vanilla, sugary sort of that's not their thing. Right. So for that type of item, I'm usually okay. This is really fascinating because it, it truly makes me think like, do I have MCS? You know, there's been past shows where people say things that I'm going, okay, this is relevant to me, mm -hmm. but I don't think I have XYZ. But when you present it this way, yeah. I'm going, this seems... I actually have another example. So 
Do you know TaskRabbit where somebody comes? So I had someone come and paint this one wall in my apartment and it was just someone like I didn't know. And I had leftover paint from the previous owner. Okay, I didn't even take a look at it. So the painter starts painting. I couldn't breathe. I started to like have um, like a panicky feeling. And the guy's just painting. And I'm going, are you feel like you're going to faint right now? Like, are you going to like drop? He's like, no, I opened the windows. I it was one little wall and I couldn't sleep there for three days. I went right to my parents' house. I learned that there's such thing as low VOC or no VOC paint. You must get no VOC paint or at least low. So that's usually a Benjamin Moore or a Bear. Those are more expensive for a reason. They formulate them better. Okay, so they're more money for the paint. They're worth it. So definitely always make sure you get that kind of paint. And also for cleansers, I'm a big fan of like Method, the grapefruit. Again, I'm okay with um, certain scents, I guess. So um, cleansers that you can find generally at like a Whole Foods type of place, I'm better off than the very chemical cleansers. I always tell people, even if you don't suffer, you should open your window because like your two-year-old might not be able to tell you, you know, and especially when children are around, you don't want to expose them because that exposure, that can cause problems. And it's not 100% of fragrances out there. It's like 80, 90%. So sometimes I will actually ask people, you know, I'd love to know what you're wearing because it triggers me, but I want to know for future. Or I'll say, I'm curious what you use because it does not trigger me. And I want to know that. Like I'm here really to, the only thing constant is change. We're constantly evolving. Brands are evolving. We're becoming more um, environmentally conscientious. But we all know that there's a link between chemicals and cancer, toxins and problems. I'm here to sort of fill in this blind spot about fragrances. You're basically being sold a fancy glass bottle and a scent and a brand. It's really just a status symbol. Like spend your money on something else um, and maybe figure out another way to to feel beautiful because I think, you know, you may not realize that your perfume is making people around you ill. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you taking the time to raise awareness about this because it's clearly an important topic. And to your point of putting the note on your call sheet, you're not the only person going through this and from your Instagram post. So a lot of people, as you said, are silently struggling. Where can people learn more about you and follow you on social media and about your career? So my name, which is Ilana Safer, but there's two A's in my first and last name. So E-L-A-N-A-S-A-F-A-R. So that I have a website, myname.com and at my name on Instagram. Feel free to follow me. I only posted the one thing about MCS, but I might post more because people are very interested. And I really want to help give voice to this because I do think a lot of people are not aware that they're suffering from it or people are aware, but they're afraid to speak up. And then there's other people who don't realize that they're sort of contributing to the problem. And so I think that there's room for improvement. And I think that we as a society can move to a place where fragrance free is an acceptable um, and valid term and designation. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for tuning into Made Visible. We hope you learned about something new today. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a few minutes to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes. We can't do any of this without your support. Visit madevisiblepodcast.com, follow Made Visible Podcast on Instagram, and join our new online community, facebook.com slash madevisiblepodcastcommunity. 
special thanks to the team who made this possible. Elise Bonebright, the audio editor, Gemma Leghorn, the assistant producer, Dylan Chenfeld for the intro music, and Amanda Grisillo for the design.